What's up, gamer? Welcome to another day on the podcast. I'm the Wolf, of course. And you're listening to the Wolf's Den. So, I am scouring my feeds, looking for something to talk about. And of course, I was not aware that Nintendo Direct was happening yesterday. So, I my my feeds are full of that. <laughs> It's full of Nintendo Direct and um, Zelda remake or a new a new game and how it's going to cost seventy dollars and that's really about it. I, I don't I haven't played Nintendo since I was a kid, and when I say a kid, I mean like twelve or possibly younger. I just I have no connection to, to Nintendo. So I don't, I can't create a podcast that is even mildly interesting about it because I know nothing about the games. I don't really care about Metroid Prime. I don't really care about Zelda and I can't pretend to care. So instead of talking about that, I think we're going to talk about storytelling in in video games and what that actually means. There are a couple of stories that piqued my interest that I actually am interested in and can be enthusiastic about. So we'll, we'll talk about that today. Of course, we're also touch on Nintendo direct and what's happening over there. It, it is interesting. Well, I can't, I have no connection to the games. I can't speak intelligently about Zelda or, what changes were made or Metroid Prime. I just, I have no history with those games, so I I can't speak intelligently about them. But we will talk about how the Nintendo Switch is holding up in the market. It's, for example, the third best-selling console of all time at this point. Is there going to be a Switch Pro? Is it in decline? What, what I mean, we'll, we'll talk about those things. So, Let's talk about let's do let's do the Nintendo thing first. Okay. It looks like Nintendo is coming out with four or five games, or at least are announcing four or five games, one of them being the Metroid Prime remake, The Legend of Zelda. There's another game that uh, I can't I can't remember, uh, Professor something or other, Layton, Professor Layton. Um and Game Boy games coming to Switch and Game Boy Advance games coming to Switch. Those are like the big, the big announcements from yesterday's Nintendo Direct. The question is, Nintendo, the Switch has been in production for the last six years. And we talked about, maybe it was last year, we talked about the rumors surrounding uh, Switch Pro or some sort of better, higher quality switch, still the switch, but with upgraded OLED screens or faster memory an SSD drive, perhaps. And at the time, I believe it was passions and I talking at the time I was saying, you know what? It's one of the best selling consoles year over year for like the past, I think at that point it was two years. So like, why would Nintendo invests in upgraded hardware for there's no reason to there's no economic benefit to spending more money 
to make something better when it's already selling crazy, like more than the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Why would why would Nintendo upgrade it? It makes no sense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But of course, you had your know-it-alls and your uh, your people on Reddit and Twitter who felt that oh, you know, it's time it's time for Nintendo to upgrade. They're not going to keep up the market uh, share that they have if they don't upgrade. Everything's moving, blah blah blah, and you know. Your boy over here, the wolf, right? <laughs> you should be listening to me, not not these fools. Um, Nintendo Switch Pro is not a thing. It wasn't revealed. People have been waiting for that for, I think, two years at this point. It's not going to happen. So whoever is thinking that they're going to reveal a Switch Pro at some point is just flat wrong. If I were to pull out my crystal ball... I would say the Switch has at least another two years before they come out with something else. And I have no reason to believe, I have no reason to think this, but I feel like it will involve some sort of augmented reality or virtual reality. The next, the next Nintendo console. I, I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Again, I have no reason to believe that other than. Nintendo, like like PlayStation, is partially focused on hardware. The Switch is like was revolutionary. To have a console that doubles as like a handheld gaming device is is wild. That's why it's so popular. At least in my opinion, you know the the games are 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 there. They obviously are helping to sustain it. But the idea that you can walk around with your console and have like a little tiny TV that's that's p- more powerful than your phone is pretty pretty fantastic. Of course, with Game Pass, you are running into situations where you a- anybody can use their phone as a gaming device, right? All you need to do is buy a little adapter and you turn your phone into a controller. And now you have a Switch that can play anything on the Game Pass library. So Nintendo is no longer innovative in that sense. So what would they then do? What are they going to do to compete? My answer is some sort of augmented reality, like HoloLens. If you don't know what HoloLens is, it was it was and is Microsoft's attempt to get into augmented reality and create something that you can wear that allows you to see, for example, the room, but you can launch Minecraft and play Minecraft on like your coffee table, for example, but you can still see the coffee table. It's very difficult technology, very, very new, and it is... It's out. You can buy it if you want to drop like $2,000 or $5,000, something like that. It is not cheap. It's mostly for for commercial purposes, for training hospitals or like, you know, very controlled environments for very specific reasons. It's not a commercial grade product at this point uh, or retail grade product. But I think that we've 
come far enough, or we will have come far enough in the next few years that Nintendo will try something like that. I just get the sense that that's what's going to happen. You look at, for example, uh, one of the one of the new Mario Karts. You have a physical toy, and you set up a track in your own home or wherever, and you run that track, and it's like, again, it's like it's basically augmented reality. You play it on your Switch, but there are physical toys rolling around your house. It's So I feel like that's where Nintendo is going. Who knows, but it's not going to be the Switch Pro. It's just not, particularly because it's the third best-selling console of all time at this point, and it's still going strong. So with that conversation had, let's talk about Death Stranding. Death Stranding and the story of games in general. So I guess uh, Hideo Kojima, like everybody else on the planet, has a podcast, and they were talking about Death Stranding 2 and the motion capture involved it with it with it specifically they were talking to one of the act- actresses who is going to be in death stranding 2 and she was saying that it is she feels that it's more than a video game which immediately cued me into like anybody that says that at this point either has is 70 years old or doesn't play video games she falls into the latter category. She doesn't play video games. Like I, I, we can circle back to the showrunner for the last of us who was saying that, you know, video games used to be insert a quarter and jump around. And, you know, the last of us is game changing because it's not that. And it's like, bro, your knowledge of gaming comes from the freaking seventies. What are you talking about? So, that's the same kind of sentiment we're getting from this actress. And she fully admits that she doesn't she doesn't play video games. She wasn't exposed to uh, visual media, I guess is what I will call it. She didn't go to the movies. She didn't watch TV. She didn't play video games. Her family was very outdoorsy and played a lot of sports. So that that's why she's coming at it from this perspective of it's so much more than a video game. So like take, take that comment with a grain of salt. A lot of these outlets are running with it. Like it's some, some something to like actually talk about that. She has any clue of what a video game even is. They're running with that as promotion for death Stranding too. And I, I don't, I don't know what that would even mean to her. I'm sure a video game is freaking Mario, Mario 64, just like the HBO showrunner. So like to say that it's so much more than a video game means basically nothing to me. Regardless, apparently they are experimenting with different types of motion capture or different methods of using motion capture to make it more photorealistic than the last game. Which was pretty, pretty good. It's, I, I've, I feel like we're reaching, I don't know if you saw the animated movie for Final Fantasy, but I feel like 
I feel like that's where we're kind of heading, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> it's, I don't know that I want my games to be hyper realistic, but still look like a video game. If that makes any sense, I, I just don't. I don't want to look at hyper realistic plastic characters. It, it just there's something about that that feels weird to me. And our technology isn't to the point where skin looks particularly natural it still looks kind of shiny and doughy kind of kind of plasticky that plastic shine i don't really i don't really want that to be in high definition but they're trying i guess so everything has to start somewhere so we will see how that actually shapes out what was interesting to me, too, is that Hideo Kojima himself mentioned that upon meeting this actress, he rewrote some of the scenes and even added some just by watching her her movements off camera, just by watching her interact with people or walk around or whatever he was doing, uh, being low-key a creep, but you know, also artistic. It, it's interesting to hear that. And Hideo Kojima claims that he's his body is 70% movies or whatever, just like Bender from Futurama. So that it's cool to see that kind of insight into his creative thought process and what he finds interesting. Because it's like these little tiny movements, apparently, are going to be part of the storytelling that we, in turn, as players, are going to interact with. So, obviously, he feels that it's important enough to the story to include it. And that that brings up storytelling in a, in a way that I... I, I don't really see talked about much. We've touched on it a little bit with the three of us. Uh, everything is a remake. Everything is remaster. There's very, there's seemingly not a lot of original content out there, you know, and it's remake after remake, you know, Metroid prime is the latest remaster. We just had dead space remake. We're getting more Zelda content uh, it's not, I mean, it's full of the same thing reskinned over and over and over. And that's partially why The Last of Us took off. <clears throat> it was a different take on the zombie genre. And even more so, The Last of Us 2, whatever you feel about it one way or the other, it was a game and a story that was willing to take serious risks that you normally wouldn't see or to cite a more popular perhaps more popular reference game of thrones the red wedding you know up until that point it was pretty much uh, a narrative writing rule that you didn't kill main characters but game of thrones took that shit and threw it out the fucking window along with the bodies of every main character you ever connected with. So those kinds of risks and that kind of storytelling is is 
interesting, right? Because it's different. <clears throat> I can't think of another story where a writer looked at an actor and like made the story around how they move naturally. It's just really interesting to me. And Death Stranding is a it's it's a high concept story and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. It's a little bit convoluted. But hopefully this this new game kind of explains it further, at least for me. As I've said, I'm kind of a I'm a smooth brain with about two brain cells to rub together. If that, you know, that's on a good day. So it kind of it, it kind of escaped me, but I all that is to say that I'm I'm excited for Death Stranding too. I'm excited for the storytelling and it I'm excited for it because it alleges to be different. It promises to be different at least in my mind. I hope that it actually is. It itself is a sequel and a remake and it's I mean it's what I'm complaining about, but I hope that it actually delivers on something that is promising, that it's, it's going to be different, that it's going to be innovative. I hope that that's true. I, I genuinely do. Because, I mean, I we, we need more media like Hi-Fi Rush that dropped with Xboxes Direct. <laughs> we need more, more games like Stray. Yeah, I, I just... I don't want to play Warzone for the 15th year in a row. You know, that's that's barely an exaggeration. They're coming up on 15 years, I think. And I just don't... I don't want to play the 15th anniversary edition of Call of Duty. So, anyway, that's, that's about all I've got for today. I will catch you tomorrow. And I... We are finally going to catch up with the other two. It is going to be a rockin' weekend show so i hope to see you tomorrow and over the weekend we'll catch you then peace